0: So, fellow YouTuber and Sonic fan, Native Fall yesterday uploaded a video called The Longest Sonic Controversy is Over, where it mainly focused on the shipping war of Sonic Amy versus Sonic Sally. And he did a very creative uh, video talking about it. He talked about why Sally had become so popular uh, when she did up until basically the end of the Archie Sonic comic book and even after that. And why Amy, you know, basically it took time for her to, you know, gain that same same kind of popularity that Sally did, and now with, you know, things like Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Prime, and even Sonic Forces in the IDW book, we're starting to see Amy basically take on the role of being the Sally, you know, of this you know, new chapter, this new era, if you will, of the sonic media. And honestly... I got to give him a lot of credit. He did a great job with, you know, with this entire video. But why does he believe it's over? Why does he believe the shipping war is over? Well, let's talk about that. Well, the reason he believes it's over, you know, goes back to what I just said. You know, Amy, it lately, in different recent sonic media, has really changed. Now, he did touch upon the same thing that the PJ show touched upon when he did his character analysis video on Amy, and that was the fact that in the 2010s, yes, Amy was portrayed in a way that was not very flattering, and that is indeed true. But you have to understand that it all depends on who's writing the, you know, writing the stories for the games, just like it all depends on who's writing the stories for the comic. Now, Native Fall did bring up a few things comic-wise that, you know, everybody has pretty much talked about and given their two cents on. One of them, of course, being the infamous slap moment in Sonic Issue 134 or the Archie Sonic book. And he basically stated that uh, when John Gray put that in there, you know, he put that in there, even though he had been told, apparently, various times not to include it. Now, Native Fall, like others before him, you know, pretty much is going off the fact that John Gray may have just put the scene in there, or, you know, well, yeah, basically drew the scene in there and kept it in there because he was going off earlier notes. Now, realizing that, you know, that scene, that slap, was not supposed to you know be included. Because Carl Bowlers, who was writing for the book at that time, you know, basically believed it did not represent Sally, you know, in a way that would be very flattering. But however, there was a miscommunication and thus we ended up getting a slap. Now thankfully, fast forward, and you have the likes of You know, to an extent, whether you like the guy or you don't, you have the talents of a Ken Penders, and mostly you have the talents of an Ian Flynn, you know, coming on board and basically fixing what had been damaged. Even though it took, (laughs) essentially, took essentially, um, I would say, uh, what was it, like almost 90 issues, if you will, 90 issues, 88 issues, you know, to, to fix it. But, you know, lo and behold, that's what they did. You know, that's what they did, you know, uh, separately, you know, kind of in a separately together kind of, you know, uh, unlikely team-up way. But, yeah, he did mention about the slap and how basically the miscommunication, you know, between both the artist John Gray and Carl Bowlers caused the slap to stay in there when it wasn't supposed to. Now, you know, after that, he does touch upon the fact that, you know, even the Mobius years later story, which, whether or not you look at it, is, you know, alternate dimension, possibly canon, who knows, does depict the fact that, you know, Sonic and Sally do get married and have kids. And again, this all basically ties into the fact that this is the reason why the Sonic Sally fan base, believe it or not, from watching this video, he basically said, uh, pointed out, was a lot stronger than the son Amy one. However, he did, like I said, he did give credit where it was due. He did give credit where it was due because, as I mentioned, and he mentioned later on, Amy would have a change of character thanks to whoever was writing the stories for the games, and mostly who was ever writing for, you know, other you know Sonic media like the IDW comics, which are written by E. Van Stanley, Ilya Baker, uh, Ian Flynn, and others, as well as things like Sonic Boom, Sonic Prime. Excuse me, and even the games, Forces and Frontiers. Now, one thing he didn't touch upon, just like with the PG show, didn't touch upon, was we kind of started to see that a little bit, you know, in the Archie books. Yeah, we did. Because believe it or not, when um, 222 came around, there was that moment in there where Amy basically came to the aid of Sonic and Sally and said, go on, enjoy your date. And even though she was questioned by a Patreon or a customer of, hey, wait a minute, aren't you the girl that's always obsessing over Sonic or something like that? Or always says, you're, you know, you're Sonic's girl. Amy's response, as I've mentioned before, is very mature. She basically said, look. Yes, I believe, because she still believes it, that her and Sonic will end up together. But all that really matters to her is Sonic's happiness. And if being with Sally makes him happy, then so be it. Now, she also showed a whole lot of maturity later on uh, during the Mecha Sally World Tour to Death Egg Mark II arc, when she, Sonic, and Tails went after the Death Egg to try to retrieve Sally. You know, she didn't, you know, she didn't basically, you know, back up, you know, not back up, but she didn't, you know, just go there because she wanted to be side by side with Sonic to prove she's the better option or anything. She went there to help save a friend. And that, that right there was a great sign that she had come a long way as a character in the book. Yes, she had her moments here and there, but they were very minuscule uh, in the overall story. Her main purpose for being there was to help get her friend Sally back. And they even had a moment where Sally, Mecca Sally would confront Amy. And basically they would have a discussion. And Mecca Sally would basically say, hey, by taking me out, it would open the door for you. To be with Sonic or something like that. Trying to mess with her mind. And Amy basically had to deny it. She had to say, no, that's not true. That's not why... You know, I want to fight. And that's not why I'm here. That's not why I want to try to save you and all that. Or why I'm fighting you to try to save you. You know... That, that, to me, again, a very, is a very mature answer, even though Sally, under Eggman's influence as Mecha Sally, was trying to mess with Amy's emotions to try to get Amy to admit that she's only there because of Sonic, and she wants to prove to Sonic, hey, I'm your girl, but Amy's answer was a mature one of saying that's not true. And what's even more, you know, more of an example, too, is 247, when Silver comes around and basically states, you know, who he, know, who he finally has figured out that the, you know, that the traitor is and reveals that it's Sally, you know, Amy, along with Sonic, is ready to, you know, whoop this guy's butt. You know, and the first thing that comes out of her mouth, mouth after he says that is, how dare you? And she even defends Sally by saying once, you know, Silver does kind of explain his actions and everything. You know, Amy even defends Sally by going along, along the lines of saying, but she would never betray us. She was never a traitor. She would never do this. Only to kind of basically agree that because of the robotization situation she went through, it made her into an unwilling one. You know, one that basically... You know, basically, you know, uh, betrayed her people against her own will, in a sense. But yeah, that's another example there. Another good example is the Soft Retcon reboot of the comic After uh, Worlds Collide, um, when we see the redesigned Sally and we see Amy, and they're acting like they've been best buds for the longest time. You know, the sister, you know, the You know, sister fisting, if you will, or bro fisting each other and all that, it's a completely different Amy. And to me, that's what, you know, set the foundation for the Amy we saw in ID, or we're seeing, I should say, in IDW and the Amy we see in Frontiers and Forces. I think that's what helped kind of lay the foundation because Ian Flynn, believe it or not, not only helped out with frontiers story-wise, but I think he also had a little bit of a, you know, role in writing the story, or at least you know, kind of uh, supervising the story or going over the story for, you know, for Sonic Forces, in my opinion. And it all started with you know the later portion, you know, basically the final chapter, if you will, of the Archie Sonic Run, you know, and Amy's portrayal there. And that's basically why Native Fall feels that this, you know, war is over. Because basically everybody's getting what they want no matter how you look at it. You know, he points at the fact that, yes, yeah, Sally's had her time in the sun, and to a lot of fans, she still has her time in the sun. And a lot of people look at Amy and say, now it's her turn, and point out that even the the games like Frontiers and Forces and the cartoons like Boom and Prime and the IDW comics are kind of showing that she has taken on the mantle of Sally, because she has become the Sally of the group. He even referenced in the video several videos that kind of ask whether or not if Amy is just the IDW answer to Sally, and all they did was input Sally's personality, you know, and hybrid it together uh, with Amy's, which is still a good question to this day. But overall, the story, overall the video, I, like I said, I think NATO Fall did a great job. Very humorous, very whimsical, and I highly recommend checking it out. But honestly, do I think the shipping war is over? That, to me, in my opinion, is still up for debate. I mean, like he said at the end of his video, there's still some you know people that go back and forth as to why one's better than the other, and that's fine. You know, that's that's their opinion, that's their business. But honestly, like I said, I think it's still up for debate because if there is still talk of trying to get Sally and Bunny and, and Roder and Antoine and Lupe and, you know, Dulce into the into this IDW book somehow, some way in the near future, then honestly, I think the war might, you know kind of start to percolate just a bit you know when that happens because who knows how Ian Flynn will write or Van Stanley will write the interactions between Sonic and Sally meeting for the first time um, in the IDW book or even reuniting for the first time in the IDW book Um, you know when it happens you know we'll have to wait and see when that if and when that moment occurs but What do you guys think? Have any of you seen Native Falls' video? I will put it here at the end of this one so you guys can check it out. But, again, I think it's up for debate whether or not it's over. Again, if, like I said, if if Ian Flynn is able to get the characters in there, you know, and he has Sonic interact with Sally, reuniting with her after so long and having a story to explain why they know each other and all that, or even meeting for the first time, I could tell you that that may percolate the uh, remaining embers, if you will, the remaining burning embers to start to kind of ignite just a bit. And you might see the war kind of start to percolate or rear its ugly head once more, depending on how Sally and her friends are brought in and how her interaction with Sonic goes off. You know, so let me know what your guys' thoughts are comment down below again I will provide the video I'll provide the video in the upper right hand corner or the bottom left hand corner at the end of this one so you guys can check it out and until next time guys I will talk to y'all later but give me your thoughts love to hear from each and every one of you on this.